This is More Than Conquerors with your Bible teacher, Pastor Ray Hagestilianos. As a teaching pastor for more than 35 years, Pastor Ray's heart and vision is simply to build up God's army, enabling them to stand strong in their faith. As the senior pastor at Living Word Christian Church in White Plains, New York, Pastor Ray will challenge you today to begin your walk in integrity and victory, forever changing your life as transformed by the power of God. More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. Still dealing with the reality of an empty church sanctuary, Pastor Ray continues with his unique two-week series of selected Sunday sermons entitled, Warring Against the Pandemic of 2020, addressing his at-home congregation, getting weary in battling the social, economic, psychological, and spiritual impact of the still dangerous coronavirus. He reminds his listeners that, as Christians, they have been trained for times such as this, times the Bible calls the evil day. In this simple but dynamic two-day message entitled, Do Not Worry, Pastor warns his listeners that the common emotion of worry can be far more damaging than any virus. Jesus himself tells us not to worry, because worry can't change anything. Rather, we are to trust God, knowing we are the apple of his eye, and he knows exactly what we need. Instead of worrying, with our faith, start declaring. So if worried, pastor suggests, make a faith declaration today. All right. So, you know, it's been my purpose over the last couple of months um, to kind of teach and to preach and exhort, really. I don't know what you want to call it, but it's really been my purpose to kind of really build everybody up. Um, So I haven't really done much, but really encouragement messages every single week. But I think it's what the body of Christ really needs right now more than anything. We need to be encouraged. We need to be lifted. We need to be reminded of what God says in his word because we're in it right now. Uh, We've been training for years. I mean, I've been, as long as I've been in this church, I've been training anyone and everyone who comes to this church and calls this church, you know, home and calls me pastor. It's been my purpose to train everybody in this church for a day such as this. You know, the evil day. We read about Ephesians 6, you know, so we be prepared in the evil day. Well, we're in the evil day. And there are, I'm going to tell you something. I want to I warn you. Because you think that this COVID thing is going to be over and that's going to be the end of it? No way. There is more stuff happening and more stuff coming down the pipe. Why? Because I really believe with all of my heart that we are truly in the last days. The last of the last days. And that Jesus could really come back at any point in time. I think the signs are evident. There's all kinds of weird stuff going on. So we as believers, we've got to be more confident. We've got to be more courageous and more laser focused on the Word of God. That's why I keep on encouraging you and I keep on saying, turn the TV off. I know you're home a lot and it's probably very tempting to just turn on the television, to sit and watch a movie, which is nothing wrong with watching a, a good, you know, good movie, a clean movie where you're not getting cursed at and fleshed at and so on and so forth. But, um, but it's more important right now to shut as much as you can down and really put your focus on the word and prayer and worship music. I keep worship music on in my house practically all day long. And I love it because it just builds me up. It encourages me. It helps me to be ready to fight my battles and to be uh, just built up at the word. So, so right now, we've got to really encourage people because a lot of people are struggling and a lot of people are having a rough time and there's probably a lot of fear out there. 
And I know a lot of you strong Christians, you don't want to admit it, but there probably is just a little bit of fear that wants to creep in because you don't know what's going to happen. You're like, what happens? Do I get my job back? Do I get my business back? Does anything change? Well, I'm here to tell you that I believe that you're going to get everything back. I believe you're not only going to get it back, but you're going to get it back better and stronger than it was before. That's just my faith. I like to declare those kind of things, and I hope that you will start to have that kind of bold declaration. It's kind of, it's kind of fun, in a way, to boldly declare against the odds. Because when it actually comes to pass, man, I'm going to tell you what, it feels so good. You say, man, I was declaring, I was standing on the word, even when it didn't look like things were going to work out. And now, look, we've gotten to the other side of this thing. And I've been there. I've been there many times in my ministry, in the life of this church. I've been in many, many times where it looked like it wasn't ever going to, you know, change or it was going to go down the tubes. But I made my bold declaration. I stood upon the word. I proclaimed. And here we are, you know, a whole bunch of years later. Now all of that is done. And um, I didn't go down. I didn't lose anything. Everything is better than ever. And uh, God did what he said he was going to do. Isn't that amazing that God will do what he says he's going to do? Well, because he's not a man that he would lie. So I want to encourage and I want to build you up. And I want to be by your side as your pastor as you're going through this difficult time. I want you to know I'm praying for you. And I'm believing God that this thing is going to turn around in your life. So this morning, I wanted to just take a few minutes and um, go through some verses here that I think are appropriate and are powerful. And I want you to open with me, and we'll start here, and I've got a few verses beyond that. But I want to start in Matthew's Gospel, chapter 6. And to many of us in this church, this is a familiar verse of Scripture or verses of Scripture. So in Matthew, chapter 6, we want to go to verse uh, 25. And Jesus is giving uh, some teaching here. And remember that every word that was spoken or every word that's in the Bible is for us today. All of the promises of God we know are yes and amen. Everything that was spoken in Hebrews, it says everything that was spoken is spoken for us for this day. So we understand that whatever Jesus is teaching his disciples then is what he means for us today. All right. So I hope we're all on the same page. What, what you're reading in this book is not just for a day that's past. What you're reading in this book is for the now. And you, you have to understand that there's great teaching, great encouragement uh, that comes from this book and from these scriptures and from the words of this Bible. So this morning I want to go to chapter 6 and um, hopefully we're going to calm some of your concerns and some of your worries um, and um, get, you, get, you, you know, get you stabilized, I guess is a good word. All right? So Jesus addressing, and if we're going to give this uh, a title today, it's very simple. Two words, don't worry, just don't worry. And I'm basing it upon these verses. Here in chapter uh, 6 and verse 25, Jesus says, he says, Therefore, I say to you, do not worry about your life. So my question to you is, are you worried about your life? Because if you're worried about your life, then you're not doing what Jesus told you to do. He said, don't worry about your life. Well, Pastor Ray, how can you say that? You don't understand what I'm going through. Yeah, I know. Listen, like I said before, I've been in places like that. And there is a great temptation to worry. And sometimes you do worry. Sometimes, you know, you, you kind of lose grip. You lose your grip on it. You lose hold of it and you start to worry. But Jesus says, do not worry. He said, I tell you, do not worry about your life. And I want to tell you that, you know, God doesn't want you to worry about your life because he has your life in the very palm of his hand. 
He doesn't want you to worry about your tomorrows because your tomorrow is already marked in the mind and the will and the purpose of God. And the only way that, you know, you could lose out on it is if you quit and give up and throw in the towel and walk away uh, because you're discouraged and you just walk away from it. But he says, don't worry about your life. He said, don't worry about your life. He said, what you will eat or what you will drink or about your body, what you will put on. And, and he's, so he's talking about the essentials of life, the very needs that we all have. And he says, is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Isn't there more to life than just what we need? And if we're not careful, we're going to get so need oriented. We get so focused on what we need and what we want. I mean, of course, these are real needs, but Jesus is saying, listen, don't worry about your life. Don't worry. There, life is more important than just the needs. And really what it is is that we spend so much time on our needs, trying to acquire our needs, work for our needs, you know, look after our stuff. So he's saying, don't, don't get so lost in all of that, that you forget that life is more than clothes for your body and you know, a house to live in and a car. Of course, we need those things, and I'm not downplaying that. But you can't let those become an obsession in your life. You can't let that become the primary focus of your attention. And so many people get there. And, and Jesus says very clearly, he says, do not worry about your life. Don't be excessively uh, concerned about these things. And he's getting to a point here. He, he, and really what he's trying to do is stimulate faith. You know, I think Jesus... I mean, everything that Jesus said in, in these Gospels was faith building because that's what he wants us to be. He wants us to be people of faith. He wants us to be people who, who, who have learned how to operate our faith and we are be, becoming or we are being victorious and overcomers in this life and not being overcome by this life. So he says, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, what you will drink, nor about your body or what you'll put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Now, he gives this wonderful illustration. And Jesus is such a powerful teacher. I've learned so much just reading the Gospels the way Jesus taught. So simple. And you say, well, why, was it, why would he use analogies like this? Because he, his purpose was to make it so simple that you'd have to be you know, dead not to understand it. And he says, look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. He said, look at it, silly people. The birds don't worry about what they're going to eat. God provides for them. They're not worried about where they're going to live. God provides for them. And I often say, you've heard me say this if you've been around this church for any period of time, you've got to go outside and just look around at nature and say, look, look at what God has done and all of this was, was not with worry. Worry didn't feed the birds, clothe the birds, take care of the lilies of the field. Worry did nothing. And all, all worry ever does to a human being is eat away at your peace. Eat away at your, your, you know, your happiness, your joy. It's a joy robber. It's a joy killer. So we got to get a handle on it. You know, I, I, you know, I, I can remember along my years I tend to be a little fanatical about things, you know, about the way my house is and my stuff. I like to keep everything like perfect. And I found out that nothing is perfect, you know. Um, I would buy stuff, new stuff, and it would have a defect or would have something. And I, I, or I would buy it and I would get a little damage on it, you know, put in something in the house and it would get a little damage on it. And I would get so upset. And then I realized, I said, you know what? 
This is just a reminder that nothing is perfect in this world. Nothing is perfect in this world. Nothing will ever be perfect in this world. This is a world of imperfection. So why worry about it? Why get all, you know, in a hissy fit over a scratch or a ding or some other thing? It's just stuff. It's just stuff. So he says, look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. And then he says these powerful words that we gloss right over. But he says, are you not of more value than they? Are you not of more? And and maybe, you know, maybe we need to ponder that thought. Don't you know that God thinks you more important than the birds and the grass and the lilies? And if he takes care of them, how much more is he going to take care of you? This is, this is like simple thinking, but this is the kind of thinking and meditation that really builds faith in a person's life. You have to start thinking that way. Say, well, God, you took care of all of this. You love me more than any of this stuff because I am I'm created in your image. Birds aren't. Trees aren't. Grass isn't. I am. I'm your child. I'm your beloved. And therefore, if you take care of them, how, how are you not, am I not of more value of course I am. So you're going to take care of me. You've got to start to think this way. And don't let your circumstances right now, whatever they be, talk to you. You need to talk back to them with the Word of God. You need to declare from the Word of God what God says. Now he, he says this, and I think this is very profound, verse 27. <laughs> it's so simple, but it's so profound. He said, which of you, ask him a question, looking at the disciples or those that he was speaking to, Which of you, by worrying, can add one cubit to his stature? Or one inch, or, you know, whatever a cubit. I forgot what it is. But anyway, that doesn't matter. can, Can worry make you taller? No. All worry does is make you upset. It it gets you all whacked out. And 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 it's amazing how we are so given as humans to worry. But Jesus is saying, which of you by worrying can add one cubit? To your, to your stature. I found out you know, a long time ago that worry doesn't change anything. Did worrying ever change anything in your life? You know it didn't. I know it, it didn't. All it did was make me very, very you know, upset and very uh, just agitated and lose your peace. And that's what worry does. And worry is just kind of repeating, thinking repetitive thoughts or saying repetitive things that are negative, that are really against God's word or the opposite of God's word is probably a better way to say it. So he says, which, one, which, which of you by worrying can add one cubit? See, that's like the, the world is worried right now. You, you can see it all over the place. People are freaking out. They are worried. I refuse. I'm not going to worry. I'm not going to worry about, you know, anything with the COVID or the effects of COVID. Why would I? Because I believe Jesus. How is that going to change anything? You need to change your worrying to praying. You need to change your worrying to confessing the word. You need to change your worrying to focusing on God and what God says about your life, about your future, about your situation. So he says, which one of you by worrying? So really what Jesus is teaching is telling us it's senseless. It's absolutely pointless to get into the worry mode. Yet the world is, is worried. That's why, like never before, brothers and sisters, we need to preach this gospel. We need to get the message out because there's a world that does not have the Lord, that does not have this information. We need to help them. We need to get them this information so that they can live in the peace that many of us live in, uh, you know, the peace of the Lord, which we, we've had the opportunity to embrace and to live in all the days 
that we've been serving him. So which of you can, by worrying, can add one cubit to your stature? So, so he says, so why, verse 28, why do you worry about clothing? Now he's, he's addressing clothing, but you can plug this into anything. It's not just clothing and food and this kind of stuff. It's worried about whatever. He said, consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. And yet I say to you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like any of these or one of these. So he says again, he says, which one of you um, by worry, why are you worried about clothing? Consider nature and what God just does. And it just happens all by itself. You know, I found out something a long time ago that it's better to let go of your worry and just trust God. Because, because just, you know, when you, you just stop thinking about it, and you just kind of like, Lord, and I, I was pushed into it many times in, in, in my life, uh, in my life of ministry especially, where come to the end of myself and didn't, didn't know where, what to do. Or, and I could have gotten into a really good worry routine. But I refused. I said, you know what, Lord, you'll take care of me one way or another. I remember one point in my ministry, I thought it was all over. And you, you heard me talk about this. But, and I just remember saying to the Lord, well, Lord, if, it, if it's all over and I'm done, because people had left and we were just moved into this building. You, many of you have heard this story before. But it, it's, it's, so, it's so deeply ingrained in my life because it taught me such lessons that I, I, I just can't get away from telling about it, you know. And, and I would come to that, I came to that point and I can remember just saying to the Lord, well, God, you know what? I just resign myself to this, that if this is all done, then I'll close the chapter of this book. If everybody leaves and the church folds and the building is turned over to somebody else. I'll just walk away peacefully. I still have you and I still have my Bible. And I still have a call in my life that will be fulfilled one way or another. And I just refused to stop worrying. And I said, I'm not going to waste my time worrying about this. I'm just going to trust God. I know that God's going to make this work. One way or another, I'm coming out of this. One way or another, I'm going to fulfill the, the call in my life and the purpose and the dream and the vision that's within my heart. Now, you may not have a call to the ministry, but you have a, des you have a vision, you have a purpose. You have something within your heart that, that is so, you know, so real. And God put that there. Don't lose your dream. Don't lose your hope. Don't lose your focus because you may be going through a difficult time right now. Right now, more than ever, you gotta take the words of Jesus. Do not worry about your life. Do not take a look around you. Go outside and take a, take a look. Maybe you need to take a walk in a park and see the squirrels and see the birds and see the flowers. And just remind yourself, God, none of them are starving and neither will I. I'm of more value to you than that squirrel, that bird, that chipmunk. And yet they're not starving. They're eating. You provide for them, you're going to provide for me even more so. Come on. Somebody out there has got to give me a better amen than that. All right. So he says, so I say to you that even Solomon in all his glory was arrayed like one of these. Now, verse 30, he says, now, if God clothes the grass of the field, which today is, and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you? Now, listen to the next words, clothe, clothe you. And, you know, it, it, it would be good if it just stopped there. But he goes on to say, oh, you of little faith. He's almost picking on them saying, oh, you of little faith. Now, I don't, you know, I don't know why he got into this whole dissertation, if he was addressing an issue or whatever, but he obviously is picking on them and he's saying, oh, you of little faith, because he, see, he sees around him. See, like, like I see a whole lot of people all worried and 
not in the church, but out in the world, the supermarket, wherever, wherever you can go right now. And I, I sometimes would just like to go over to them and say, why are you so worried? Oh, you of little faith. You know, and, and really, let me, let, me, let me express something here to you. Um, you can have little faith and you can have great faith. The Bible talks about all the different dimensions of faith. You can have small faith or you can have strong and big faith. And here he says, of you, of little faith. So where is your faith? See, folks, let me tell you what. I, I'm, I've been teaching this my whole entire ministry life and I will teach it till the day I draw my last breath on this earth. And I hope that's a long, long way from now. Faith and faith alone is what's going to give you the breakthrough in your life. Faith in God, faith in this word. And it's not always a hysteria or hysterical proclaiming or, or speaking. Now, you've got to speak the word. Don't, don't, mis, don't misunderstand me here. But you don't have to get into a tizzy about it. When it is in your heart, man, all you have to do is whisper it out of your lips and it comes out like a hammer because it's rhema to you. It, it is in your heart. So, so your faith, you know, your faith has got to be strong. You've got to trust the Lord in this time and during this season. Oh, you of little faith. So then he goes on to say in verse 31, Therefore, do not worry, saying, What shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or, now notice, let me go back, because I just read over something that I wanted to highlight. He said, do, therefore, do not worry saying. Don't put voice to your worries. I've been around some people sometimes, they just wear you out with wanting to talk about their worries. Worried about this, and worried about that, worried about the other. Some people have nothing to worry about, and then they're worried that they have nothing to worry about. They actually get worried that there's nothing to worry about. So he says, he says, therefore, do not worry saying. So don't put voice to your worry. Change the worry to prayer. Change your worry to the word of God, to quoting, to speaking, to reading, to, you know, just delving into this word and consuming this word. Therefore, do not worry saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For after all these things, the Gentiles seek so, the, in other words, the people of the world are all, you know, scurrying around like a bunch of ants trying to collect and gather and, and worried about this and worried about this and that and the other thing. And he says, don't, don't worry saying these things. He said, verse, now listen to verse 32. He said, for after all these things the Gentiles seek, for your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. Wait a minute. Your heavenly Father knows that you need all of these things. So God already knows what you need. Why would you worry about it if God already knows and he is the supplier and he is the one who has the ability and the resources and the ways to take care of you? Why would you worry about it? Why would you even be concerned? See, that's what faith is. Faith just declares God's going to take care of me. God's going to get me out of the situation. Tune in tomorrow afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray. 
If today's message was a blessing to you, ask for your free CD of the broadcast for a gift of any amount to help support this radio ministry. Just mail your request with your check to More Than Conquerors or MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Be sure to include the date of the message you're requesting. If ordering a complete Bible study series, a minimum love offering of $20 is appreciated. Identify the series and include the word series in your order. If you simply want to sow a gift into the work of the MTC radio ministry, go to livingwordchurch.org and and click on the Give Online Radio Ministry tab. Or send your check to MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Pastor Ray invites you to visit Living Word Church in person or via their weekly live stream broadcast Sunday mornings at 11 a.m. But before we go, here's a final word from Pastor Ray. This is Pastor Ray Hegistilianos. It's always a privilege to share the life-saving, life-changing Word of God with you, our listeners. And today, as always, I trust that these messages are impacting your life in a very positive way. Remember that as life's challenges come, we are more than conquerors. This has been More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray Hegistilianos and is provided by Living Word Christian Church, White Plains, New York.